What's up guys? Good afternoon. Sorry I am late, but welcome to another episode of In the Nick of Time with your girl Nikki. Where time is something we don't have time to waste. So let's get right into it. Now last week I spoke about what we deserve and who are we to say that someone doesn't deserve our forgiveness and church is not the answer is the premise and it's not a theme it's something that I I'm talking about and I've I've really taken into consideration because we go to a building every Sunday or Saturday or whenever we choose like I've said before and one thing I want to reiterate is I'm not preaching to anyone. I just want to bring forth some truth that some truths that we don't think about because we we go to church sometimes out of tradition, out of obligation, uh feeling like we can get something out of it, uh the benefits that it brings to our lives because we have so many quote unquote men of God preaching and telling us if you come to <clears throat> a an organized worship service that you will have many benefits in your life and and they're really only talking about worldly and material possessions and you know the what the world cultivates as happiness Now, today I want to get into a topic where I, I want to say the world first of all mistakes free will for complete autonomy. Now, we are not in control of anything. And I'm I'm going to I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 and it says And a, a lot of and 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 what's interesting is a lot of us like to quote this verse and a lot I I a lot of what I've been doing lately is when I read a scripture now I want to understand it in its context you know I don't want to continue to misinterpret scriptures because that's that's what's I think that's what gets us you know in a lot of trouble because even the world quotes scriptures and if you don't have the full knowledge of God you really can't even be of be that vessel that God's God wants to use i put it put it that way now 1 Corinthians 10:13 says 
do no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, we we think of the trials and tribulations that we experience in life. Now, Paul is the writer of this this uh, this book, and even Paul talked about his experiences in life that were so overwhelming. He was shipwrecked. Uh, he was bitten by a snake and survived. Now here, here, this verse like many others has been misinterpreted. Now you may say, how, Nikki? You know, when we, when we face uh, trials and tribulations, God says no temptation would, over, no temptation will overtake us that's not common to man. He will not put on us more than we can bear. Now, this scripture is not saying we will not face those difficult times like I just mentioned. The same writer, writer told you how he experienced, uh, how he came, he encountered uh, death many times, hardships many times. That but when we rely on God, we will get through those trying times. And we use that scripture in, in, in that sense. But here Paul is talking about those common temptations that all men face. Which is one of them is the one I want to talk about today. Sexual immorality. Now, what could the world offer me and you, the listeners who are listening to this podcast, what could the world offer us that would cause us to stray from our faith? Especially us as women. What? Would I allow a man, friend, to cause me to stray from my faith. Nikki, are you talking about this stigma, this debate that we have so many times? Premarital sex. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I know everyone thinks their body is theirs, but I'm, I'm going to first start off by proving to you that your body does not belong to you. Your body does not belong to you. 1 Corinthians 7, verses 1 and 2, well, 1 through 5. Puts it this way. Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me. It is good 
for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality. Let each man leave his own wife. Let let each man have his own wife. Sorry. And let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affections due her. And likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body but the husband does and likewise the husband does not have authority over his own body but the wife does now who does your body belong to first of all that's that was after he said this in in first corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Then he, these are not my words. He goes on in 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 5 to say what I just read to you, that you, your body first belongs to the Holy Spirit, which guides you to understand that, hey, I want to be connected to one person. I want to be selfless, and I want to sacrifice my body to one person. And, and you may talk about living together and doing all those things. And you may, you may talk about uh, we're, we're trying to see if, we, if we're compatible, if this is somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with. What's wrong with that picture? Well, I could give you so many things that are wrong with that. Living together to to figure out if you're compatible and if you if this person is somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with. I, I'll talk about the importance of marriage a little bit later. But I want to talk about an Old Testament story that is a great example for certain things that sexual immorality can cause. Because sometimes we say, we, we're telling our young people that, hey, we can, we can have, you can have oral sex and, and, and. And get away, you know, it's not considered sex. Well, let's look at Genesis 13 and 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked, and they were sinners before the Lord beyond measure. Now, Genesis 19 and 4. But before they went to bed, the men of the city surrounded the house from boys to men, old men, all the people together. Verse 5, and they called out to Lot, 
And they said to him, <clears throat> these are men talking about other men. Now, go read the whole story because I'm not reading the whole story. I'm breaking it up. So in verse 5, they, they, they called out to Lot and they said to him, where are the men who entered to, to you in the night? Bring them out here so that we may know them. Now, that, that's a nice way of saying, hey, bring them out here so we can sleep with them. Now, in, night, in the same book, in the same chapter, but verse 24. Therefore, the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. He destroyed it. Now, go read the whole story because <clears throat> Lot had to flee this country, flee, flee this town, and flee Sodom and Gomorrah with his family because God was going, because God destroyed it. I, which I just talked about in just a minute ago with verse 19, with chapter 19 and verse 24. Therefore the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. So, oral sex. We want to talk about so many different things. We want to, we want to try to, the world tries to cultivate and justify this thing that continues to keep us blind continues to keep us in darkness in bondage now i'm not trying to convey to you that marriage is the end all be all it's not the fix it's not uh it's not going to bring about this sudden euphoria and happiness and 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 no and and take away all of our problems it's not but we have to realize that there are consequences to our actions here's another story in in the old testament genesis chapter 34 And it reads like this. Now Dana, the daughter of Leah, whom she had, she had bore to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamar, the Hevite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and violated her. So basically, he raped her. His soul was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. So, so that's kind of like what I'm hitting at. You don't want to be connected to anybody. You don't want to. You don't want to be uh, with somebody that you don't truly feel connected to like we talk about oneness when you talk about sex god talks about oneness becoming one you you don't want to become one with just anybody you don't 
you don't want to just give your body to anybody. Because I want to ask a question to my listeners. Why is it that when the doctor says you have diabetes and you take, you need to take this medication, you need to start eating right, you need to do this to take better care of your physical body in that sense. But why do we not think that the institution of commitment is important to taking care of your physical body as well? Because you have scarred people walking around this this in on this earth. You have a lot of scarred people. You have people whose heart has been broken because they've given themselves to somebody. And, a, and that person did not reciprocate those same feelings and the same sacrificial love that they were giving them. That's some of the things that just soul time with anybody it can take that away from you your heart being protected your your heart not being scarred where you think everybody is the same because of the pain that you're experiencing from one person now let's continue to look at this story he violated her his soul was strongly attracted to Dana the daughter of Jacob and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. Now, sounds good, right? He's, he's, he's violating her, but he's falling in love with her. So, Shechem spoke to his father, Hamar, saying, Get me this young woman as a wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dana his daughter. Now his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. Then Hamar, the, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. And the men were grieved and very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by laying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. But Hamar spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife. Now he wants to marry her and make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters to yourselves. So you shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade in it, and acquire possessions for yourselves in it. So he's offering them this. Now let's watch, what, watch how this story plays out. And let's look at the consequences of actions. Then Shechem said to her father, and her brothers, 
Let me find favor in your eyes. And whatever you say to me, I will give. Ask me ever so much, drowry and give. And I will give according to what you say to me. But give me the young woman as a wife. Like she's an object. Like, like she's for sale. But the sons of Jacob answered Shagem and Hamar his father. And spoke deceitfully. Because he had defiled Dana their sister. And they said to them. We cannot do this thing. To give our sister to one who is uncircumcised. For that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition we will con consent to you. If you will come as we are. If every male of you is circumcised. Then we will give our daughter to you. And we will take your daughters to us. And we will dwell with you and will become one people. But if you will not heed us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. And their words pleased Hamar and Shechem, Hamar's son. So the young man did not delay to do the thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. He was more honorable than all the household of his father. And Hamar and Shechem, his son, came to the gate of their city and spoke with the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For indeed, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us as wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to dwell with us, to be one people. If every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their livestock, their property, and every animal of theirs be ours? Only let us consent to them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of, this, of his city heeded Hamar and Shechem his son. Every male was circumcised. All who went out of the gate of his city. Now it came to pass on the third day when they were in pain that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dana's brothers, each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. And they killed Hamar and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword and took Dana from Shechem's house and went out. Now what, what does that have to do with what I'm talking about? Well, the importance of marriage. Now, now you know that the son that that Shechem knew the importance of marriage because after he violated her in a, in that, I guess they wanted to make it more volatile. The seriousness of it basically is what I'm looking at. The seriousness of it because. They believed in marriage. The sanctity of you had to be married to lay with her. In, in the capacity that he laid with her. Now they said violated. Now violated is she did not consent to it. 
it, it, it basically said he, he violated her. Now, we don't know if that's in the sense of he violated her in the sense of what what her belief was, what her family belief was, and he violated their belief. We don't know, but it said he violated her. Now, you look at the fact that they told those men in order for you to have what you want, you have to do this. And they did it. But they ended up dying at the end of the day. So, soul ties and being with someone that you're not fully committed to. You, 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 you look at the world and it's basically dead. The souls of our people in today's society, just people, is dead. And you may say, Nikki, how can you say that? How can you put that type of stigma on the world? I can because look at the state of the world. You have plagues and wars and rumors of wars. And all of this is because we pulled away from our first love. And we've started to love money and power and things. And I was talking to a guy at work and I said, if people would love and defend God the way they defend their favorite celebrities. I mean, I think about Beyonce. She has a whole group of people that they quote unquote call the beehive. And those people are ready to attack anyone that says anything bad about Beyonce. What if we rode for God and marriage and the sanctity of marriage the same way? Why should we fight for marriage like that? You probably say, Nikki, why should we fight for? Because it's just a piece of paper. My time is almost up, so tune in next week and I'll tell you why we need to fight for the sanctity of marriage. And I'll tell you how the enemy has convinced us of so many different things. But I want to get into the no cap spiel of segment of this podcast. And I'm going to use the simplest scripture. Jesus wept. And uh, he did it twice. But the reason why I'm talking about this is because I was listening to one of Beyonce's new singles, Church Girl. This is not a knock on Beyonce. Well, I'm not going to bash her. But I will say this. God will not be mocked. But Jesus wept because 
to see the unbelievable unfaithfulness of people. Because as I when I as I study and I I dive deeper into God's word, I want to weep sometimes. Because to know that God loves you so deeply. And then most of these celebrities, like a Beyonce, because I think I was watching a YouTube video, uh, uh, and it was it was it was in regards to the beef, you know, uh, the beef between Khalise and Beyonce. I'm not sure what it was, but I, I someone was speaking of Beyonce being growing up in the church. You know, and singing in the choir or whatever the case may be. Talking about her having church roots. Well, wouldn't that make you weep when you know where your roots should be At where you should be rooted at, where you should be, where you should be standing strong in, where you should be grounded in, where where your foundation is, where you, where everything is right, where everything is love, is peace. You know, you know this foundation, self control and. You know this foundation and you leave it for everybody to say, Oh, I love Beyonce. I love her music. I love, you know, you ride, you will ride for Beyonce. And Beyonce doesn't know you from Adam. Jesus wept because he knows us. He knows us inside and out. And he loves us unconditionally. You ride for Beyonce. And you listen to her music. And you buy into what she's selling. But if you walk up to her, she has security. That probably wouldn't let you get within an inch of her. A foot of her. A yard of her. It's a. Probably. I don't even want to do the percentages. You probably wouldn't even be able to get close enough. To get. An autograph from this woman. And you ride for her, and you fight for her, and you and you and you promote her music, and you buy people buy tickets to her concerts. And you have so much love and for this one person. Who probably doesn't even know you at all. 
if you ran up to Beyonce now and said, I'm part of your beehive, what would she say to you? How would she, would she smile and say, thank you for being a fan? And sign, maybe sign an autograph. Or would she totally ignore you? So why did Jesus well, weep? That's probably, that's a big part of the reason why. Because of our unbelief. Because of our disregard for his love. Because of our lack of faith in him. Could you pray to Beyonce and she hear you? Could you ask Beyonce to help you through a troubling situation? Could you ask Beyonce to help you through a sickness? So let's be real. Let's be honest about this thing. It's the shortest scripture, but it it is is so much power in it. He wept because how do you not want a un, an unconditional love where all he wants for us is peace, joy, happiness. Non-conformity to the world. To come in, be embraced by him. Someone who knows everything about you. He's more, he's more in love with us than we could ever be with him. Think about it. While we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. You think Beyonce will lay down her life for you? I listened to Church Girl and uh, me and the guy that was talking. He was he was basically saying that he feels like, you know, Beyonce is in that world of where they're basically satanic and he was he was showing me because she she sampled a song from the Clark sisters to start the song off and then she just went on to I don't know cuz a part of the lyric said you know you got to go to church in the morning, but you're doing God's work. And she's basically telling him, drop it like a thotty, drop it like a thotty. I mean, it was, first of all, I'm not a, I'm not trying to bash Beyonce, but I am trying to say. That we love these people in this world too much. And we don't give Jesus nearly the same amount of respect. 
And these people will not do anything for you. We make them rich. We make them relevant. We're owed something. If we don't buy their music, if we don't promote them the way that we do by following them on social media, going to their concert, if we don't do any of these things, where would a Beyonce, a Jay-Z, a Tyler Perry, a Oprah Winfrey, where would these people be? Kevin Hart, I like I watch some of Tyler Perry's shows and, and, and plays. But where would these people be? We we have to stop making them our our gods. That's why Jesus wept. So guys, I want to thank you for listening. Like I said, tune in next week. I had a whole lot to say about sex before marriage so I'm going to have to uh, get more into it next week if the Lord say the same because it's so much in it it's so much to say church is not the answer guys I'm not telling anyone to to not to attend the worship service don't do not get that twisted I will I will reiterate that this is that 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 phrase is not to tell anyone not to go to church. I'm basically saying we need to get closer to God because we are the church. And that assembly and that organized assembly that we attend weekly, two days out of the week, is good. We're talking about saving souls. And you save your soul through your faithful living. Not just on Sunday when you go to go to that worship service and dress up and hug everybody and you're all smiles. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you're hellraiser. So guys, I love you. Live life in our lifestyle. Let's reprogram our thinking. And let's recover our life that the devil tries to take from us each and every day. Now, maybe somebody from the beehive will hear this. Hope you don't attack me. But hey, I just, I want to speak the truth here on this podcast. I love you guys once again. And God loves you most of all. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace.